Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. The gift of tongues is a gift from the Holy Spirit, we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Colin. Now, is this gift given too much prominence, some people might ask you? Well, by some people perhaps, but I don't know that tongues is given too much prominence. It's probably more true to say that the other gifts aren't given enough prominence. Therefore, it seems that tongues has more prominence than it should. Now, an old chestnut is, is this the, um, the inevitable sign that a person has been baptized in the Holy Spirit? I, I don't think that's true at all. Uh, because I've known so many people that have manifested other gifts before this gift. However, I would have to say that anybody who has received the Holy Spirit, who's been baptized in the Holy Spirit, does have this gift of tongues, even if they haven't used it immediately. Some people use it immediately, some don't. Some prophesy before they speak in tongues, and that's also biblical. But, you know, if you've been brought up with a different school of theology, then God bless you. But that's what I believe, and that's what I have seen <clears throat> Excuse me, that's what I have seen in, in uh, my experience. So um, sometimes a person will speak in tongues immediately they're prayed with to be baptized in the Spirit. Sometimes there's a delay. But what is important is that the person believes that they have been given the gift because you can't use the gift unless you believe you have it. So, so often people come to me and say, uh, will you pray with me to receive the gift of tongues? So I say, well, have you received the Holy Spirit? They say, well, yes, I've received prayer, and I believe I have received the Holy Spirit. So I say, well, no, I'm not going to pray for you to receive the gift of tongues, because if you've received the Holy Spirit, you've received the gift of tongues. Your problem is that you don't believe that you've received it, therefore you can't use it. Now you need to go away and say, thank you, Lord, you've given me the gift of your Spirit. Thank you, Lord, you've given me the gift of tongues. And thank you, Lord, that I can now use it. And then you will find that you will. And time and time again, people have come back to me and say, Oh, it worked. Hallelujah. I'm speaking in tongues. Because it's not just the prayer. It's the faith, you see, that is needed. You can't use a gift unless you believe you have the gift. You can't use any of these gifts that we've been talking about unless you believe that they are available to you to take hold of and use. Some people think that this gift of tongues is just for the early church and it's not for today. What would you say about that? Well, obviously, that's not true because there are millions of people in this country alone who are speaking in tongues today. So that's clearly not true. But let, let us just say what speaking in tongues is first, because those who are familiar with the gift will know what we're talking about. But those who have never manifested the gift or heard anybody else manifesting the gift uh, probably don't even know what we're talking about um, or why God should have given such a gift. Now, this is where God gives you another language in which you can pray and praise and worship God. It is definitely a language. It's not just odd sounds. It is a language. Uh, it may be a dead language. It may be a living language. It may be another language from you know another nation, maybe a tribal language. It may be a language that is no longer extant, but it is a language that God gives you. It's the easiest way to learn a language, just to be given <laughs> to you by the Holy Spirit. And from time to time, your language may change. 
you may go into a situation where God gives you a language just for that specific situation because perhaps it will actually be understood by some people in that situation as clearly happened on the day of Pentecost when this gift was first given to those who first were baptized in the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem. So uh, this is a definite language. Now, why should God give such a language? Because our understanding is limited. We don't always know what to pray, but this, because it's a gift of the Holy Spirit, is the Holy Spirit speaking in us and through us. The Holy Spirit always knows what to pray, and the Holy Spirit will always pray in the right way. So Paul says, I will pray with the Spirit, I will pray with the mind also, I'll pray with the understanding also. So I will pray with my understanding and ask God about certain things, but I will pray with the Spirit, I will use the understanding of the Spirit because I know that my understanding is limited, but the understanding of the Holy Spirit is not limited in any way whatsoever. He will always pray in the right way in that particular situation. Now, the same is true in worship. I love to worship the Lord. I'm a worshiper. I love to give glory, honor, and praise to God. But there are only so many words that I can use to express that. And you find yourself using the same words and the same phrases over and over again. And that's a bit restricting because it somehow doesn't express all that you want to say about the majesty, the glory, the wonder of who our great and mighty God is. So you can sing in the spirit or you can, or you can worship in the spirit. Uh, you don't always have to sing it. You can speak the words or sing the words either. And... Uh, then you just know there's a kind of release that happens in your spirit because you know you are expressing to God what you could not find words in your own language to express. And uh, when you're worshiping in this way and also when you're praying in this way, it's good to, to speak in your prayer language that God has given you and then with the mind and then back to your prayer language, then with the mind to worship with the Spirit and then with the mind also, with the Spirit and then with the mind also. And what you find is that the Holy Spirit is actually beginning to give you some interpretation, some understanding of the way in which you're praying, the way in which the Holy Spirit is praying through you, uh, the way in which the Holy Spirit is worshiping through you. Now, there's another thing to understand here, you see. You don't always want to pray, but the Holy Spirit is always ready to pray. Uh, you don't always want to worship, but the Holy Spirit is always ready to worship. So it's good just driving along in the car. You know, you're worshiping the Lord and, and just praising him and concentrating on the driving at the same time. You're not having to think, well, what do I say? What am I going to say to God? But this flow of worship, this flow of praise is just taking place through you. It's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful gift. So are you suggesting that speaking in tongues and interpreting the tongue is one and the same gift? No, it's not one. Of the, it's a distinctive gift. But of course, there's relationship between the two. Um, but you see, the important thing is not to diminish this gift. There are a lot of people who say, well, you know, there are, there are greater gifts than the gifts of tongues in what Paul says elsewhere about them. And that is true. We'll be looking at some of the other uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit next week. But um, uh, it, it, it's surely true. But Paul, this great apostle who writes about a third of the New Testament, mighty man of God, a man of letters, a man, an intellect, of great intellect. He was an intellectual, had the best university education of his day, a uh, man of great wisdom and understanding. He said, 
I thank my God that I pray in tongues more than all of you. And so, you know, there are some people in the church, perhaps a little proud, oh, I don't need to speak in tongues. You know, I like to speak with understanding. I know, I know what to pray for, I know, so on. Well, Paul, the greatest apostle, I believe that there is, alongside John and Peter, three, the three greatest apostles, perhaps, uh, he says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Why? Because he valued this gift. He allowed the Holy Spirit to pray in him. He allowed the Holy Spirit to worship through him. Now, at the same time, he is saying that if you're going to use this gift publicly, then you need to use it along with the gift of interpretation. And Paul talks about all this in chapter 14 of, um, uh, of 1 Corinthians. Um, now, let, let's just be clear about this because there's a lot of misunderstanding. Um, some people sort of taking these words literally, um, uh, you know, if you rip something out of its context, you can make it say something that it doesn't really say. You know, some people say, well, there should only be one person speaking at a time in tongues and somebody else will then interpret that it's not biblical for everybody to speak in tongues together and it's not biblical for everybody to worship in tongues at the same time. Well, yabu-fooey to that. <laughs> um, let me tell you that, that um, it is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. When everybody is praying and the Holy Spirit is praying through everybody, you are really getting before God. There's a sense of tremendous power and authority being released as all pray. And you see, there's plenty in the scriptures about all praying and praying together and devoting themselves to praying together. So why shouldn't the Holy Spirit operate through everybody when they pray together? And when they worship, it is beautiful to hear hundreds or thousands of people singing melodiously, harmoniously in the Spirit. And the wonderful thing, Julia, is that people that are tone deaf and can never get two right notes together in the natural will sing beautifully in the Spirit. And uh, so, <clears throat> you know, this is a wonderful, wonderful gift. But when Paul is talking about one speaking and others interpreting, he is speaking of having order when God wants to speak to his people. Now, you see, there are two ways in which he does this, through the gift of prophecy, and that's the normal way. That, that's the way we should expect. We should expect prophetic utterance. Or through a gift of, interp uh, of, of interpretation, somebody prays in tongues and somebody gives the interpretation. Now, the interpretation is not necessarily a translation it may be an answer to the tongue. There's a tongue and then God gives an answer to the tongue. But it's God speaking in the language that people understand. Why? Because there's no point in someone speaking in tongues unless everybody is edified. The one speaking in tongues will be edified, the scripture says, but others won't be edified unless there's someone to interpret. But that does not undermine those times when it is right for everybody to pray together in the spirit and everybody to sing and worship together. That is beautiful. It is wonderful. And I wouldn't want the body of Christ to be deprived or God to be deprived of the glory that is given to him through the exercise of such worship. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 